Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade at some point in the future, maybe not today. I don't really care, honestly. Are you in the middle of the desert? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just just find it. I don't care. <laughs> How are you, Sarah? I'm okay. How are you? You sound like you're uh, in trouble. <laughs> With who? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want um, to know. There's no shade here. Okay, noted. None to be found, sir. You're calling mm. me, sir? Uh, you sound like a gun gun now. <laughs> Misa? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so we have another, another few chapters to go through. We do. And um, we're, we're altering the schedule. Pray you we don't alter it further. <laughs> We are, we are altering it slightly. Right. Slightly. By like four chapters today. Yeah. So we're just going to read, we're going to go over the next six instead of the next 10. So 31 to 36. Yeah. They'll, they'll be great. They'll be really good chapters. So, yeah. so uh, they're totally worth just waiting for. The next the next four so if you guys read ahead like i did um we'll all share we can all we can all uh, mentally laugh at what what sarah's missing out on what i'm about to unknowingly head into mm -hmm. no i mean the only ones that really matter are the parent perspective chapters anyway so i think i think mm -hmm. by the time we're done with 36 we're done with those with that group of them right yeah i'm pretty sure yeah mm -hmm. um all right so we'll talk about those and there's like a super small show highlight update and then we'll be good to go okay so spoilers um just all of the books through chapter 36 on mm -hmm. book four and the show season one of the show yes. everything's fair game and otherwise we'll keep our mouths shut yeah kind of, kind of. well you, you will well so will you i mean just because i'm the only one capable of spoilers like <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you aren't like you're also going to participate in not spoiling it right so there you go there's some good bendy logic Super bendy logic. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Um, so show update though, before we get into the chapters. Season two. No, I don't have a, a premiere date for you. I'm sorry. But it has finally finished filming officially. It's done. You like spoiled yourself in the middle of your spoiler. Well, you know, these things happen. I just witnessed it happen, so I agree. <laughs> um it's called yeah actually there's no name for it other than spoiling it but yeah uh it's done so hopefully that means they can hurry up and get it edited and start releasing it also it's not going to come out before christmas there's no way you're so gloomy oh i'm just realizing that it's already may i'm sorry it's already may but i mean so, so you you know for sure that they need seven months of post production. I just don't see how done. they they're they're not going to release it when Lord of the Rings is on, and it's right. too too tight to release it now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we had said, anyways, right? Like that they were going to release it during Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Still. So you're this is just perpetual glue. That this is like gloom that's carried over from your our past conversations then right is, it, it like went and hibernated for a bit and now it's kind of like popped back up and it's like remember um, remember me yeah i'm like oh my old friend <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um i think i i don't know i think it's good it's done it's done filming we can hopefully get it going and i would love it actually if they would just start filming season three now yeah just well, like it, it, it feels a little ominous that they haven't announced season three mm -hmm. yet it does it really does and i just want them to start filming it so that they can just roll these seasons out a little bit more quickly so anyway that's that's it that's the show news they are done filming season two so which do you care more about then just at a, I mean, I know this is a Wheel of Time podcast, so you kind of have to just choose Wheel of Time. Uh, so uh, there, I just gave you a spoiler for your own answer. But uh, which one do you, which one are you more interested in? Like, do you care more about? Like, do you want to see the Lord of the Rings one succeed more? Or like, oh. if you have to choose between Lord of the Rings being a huge success, like really awesome stuff to watch, or Wheel of Time, but mm -hmm. both of them for some reason can't be huge hits. Yeah, well, one of them will be. I thought you were going to make me choose between the books and the show. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't do that. That's rude. Um, if only one could succeed? Yeah. I think I would have to pick Wheel of Time. I feel like I'm more invested in Wheel of Time than I am in Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's... I told you that was your answer, so... You did spoil my answer. Yep. It's like I just thought I'd. I thought it's like I'd you're try. psychic. It's like I'm you. <laughs> um, like okay, so I've I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies several times. I've seen all the Hobbit movies. I've not read the books. I've read the Hobbit. I haven't read the Lord of the Ring books. So I feel like I'm more invested in Wheel of Time overall. Because you've read, you've read, watched all the, you've watched the show multiple times and stuff. 
No, I'm just more invested in the uh, in the storyline. I'm being fascist be- again. I know. Sorry. I'm being able to compare it. I can't compare Lord of the, the Lord of the Rings to anything because I only have experienced one medium of it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I already knew the answer, remember? So Right, right. So I didn't need to explain all that to you because you knew it as well. Right. Got it. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about the book? The Wheel of Time book that we're reading, by the way, not Lord of the Rings. We could talk about the blood song. I'm in the middle of that too. <laughs> Let's talk about the Wheel of Time, book four, book. Book four, book. Yeah. Copy. All mm-hmm. right. All right. I'll, I'll, yeah, of course. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry that gives me such a hard time. And, and at the same time, I'm just not sorry about it. I'm trying to find any sorriness. It's hey, we, we found the shade. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's go into this. So chapter 31 is assurances. So where he left off last time was Perrin going back to the two rivers and the uh, warders were taking him to the Aes Sedai or warning or going to get the Aes Sedai. Um, So obviously they all go The Aes Sedai are in the sick house and that's, it's where Varen and Alana are. And it's super tense because Perrin is all like, why are you guys here? You know? Yeah. I like, he's just like stands up to him. Yeah. And it listening to this whole thing unfold unfolded exactly how I pictured it would if that makes like I I don't think I would have imagined like imagine Perrin going in there and be like oh thank god you guys are here like it was exactly what I thought would happen with Perrin I feel like Perrin is very blunt and to the point and yeah you know just like why are you guys here and you're not mm-hmm. even doing anything like, why aren't you fighting off the white cloaks why aren't you fighting off the Trollocs like you're not good questions you're not helping um well well, and if you're not helping then why are you here exactly yeah which is i mean it's it's logical like it's a logical question to ask especially when you come back from being away for what they've been gone for a year now over a year Yeah. yeah and you see like the farms have been burned down and your family's been killed like well i do just spent like this really protracted period of time with Moraine is like almost her servant and she's just like not nice to you and you have plenty of reasons to distrust her and her motives and mm-hmm. yeah you know, like there's and he spent a long time with Varen for that matter yeah in book two yeah for sure and I feel like that distrust though would bleed out and because you know these are an ex- like Alana and Varen are an extension of Moraine so that's just going to extend from there um so anyway this whole thing was super tense and very i i thought it was hand, like done really well and shown really well but alana does explain to him that they're there they're looking for girls who can channel um to take back to the white tower that's what she says that's, that's what she says that's what she tells him mm-hmm. which is uh interesting it's, it's plausible the way they explain it though i think yeah and i mean 
well, I, I know we've talked about this with I said I not being able to lie outright, but they can phrase things in a way. Right. They can make dance, they can make truth dance a merry jig, I think is how they describe it sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, she could say they're looking for a woman who can channel, but that might not be the only thing. Okay. So uh, one thing I want to address too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's she's shown in book or sorry in the show Mm -hmm. as a good person as a good guy so far like we don't have no idea but I'm curious to know has that has that thought occurred to you like have you thought about Alana in the show and what it might mean for the books no I haven't well I haven't thought of it in the sense of like well, she's shown as a good guy in the show, so that must mean she's a good guy in the books, if that's what you mean. Like, I haven't right. m- made that correlation. I think what I saw well, of her in the show was like, okay, she seems trustworthy. Like, she seems like a good guy, like, to, to use that, that term. Right. And it makes me more interested in her in the books, which makes it more shocking to me, I think, when I'm like, what are you doing that's weird? Especially because I'm still trying to piece all these weird things together. Like, not weird things, but all these things that I don't know, and you obviously know, and Lord, it over me. But I'm trying to piece it all together. It's, it's a little puzzle. It makes, and I'm like, it makes what are me you a doing? person than you. Right, sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it has like a direct effect on how I think about the books. Other than that, I think it makes me more um, analytical is probably the wrong word, but more critical of what they're doing. Sure. Does that make sense? No. All right, cool. Um, I'm not going to explain it again. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not being nice today. Pardon the unkindness. Oh, man. I'm I'm going at the end kindness today. <laughs> you are. Um, but she does say to Perrin that like they couldn't chase off, like they can't fight the white cloaks. They can't just fight them. They can only fight them if it's like a self-defense or their warders are in danger. And she explains that one of her warders did get killed when she wasn't there. And, you know, they're just kind of having to deal with it, I guess. So pretty much um, sucks the the white cloaks just killed a warder yeah they're just doing white cloaky things it's dirty man mm-hmm. this whole uh this whole i don't want to call it like an arc but this uh setting in the story is really sad and depressing and i think this is probably one of the times where you realize just how dire things have gone because I mean it does start like the the, the, Emmons field does start with a trollic attack so or the two rivers so like you do kind of have this chaos when you first start the book and then you carry on um but it's kind of sad to go back and see that the chaos hasn't really stopped for them right well so one thing I was thinking about was how like he goes to the wine spring in you know mm-hmm. they're sitting there and stuff in the show the wine spring in is like used to kill all the trollocs mm-hmm. like like moraine just 
basically rips it down with the power to uh, use it as like projectiles to kill all those Trollocs. <laughs> and like, it, it's kind of epic in the show, but like, <laughs> there's no wine spring in anymore. And so right. they're going they're going back to the two rivers and he's sitting in an inn that in the show doesn't exist anymore, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's true though. So that's the beauty of TV, I guess, and changing the story a little bit. Well, yeah, it makes it makes it like, well, if Alana was good in one, she could maybe be bad in the other, or vice versa. Totally. Which, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, yeah, I won't say whether she's good or bad in either of them, but you know. Well, you don't know if she's good or bad in the show. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but they do ask about like Matt and Rand and um, uh, Tam and Abel have, have come back as well. And so Perrin, you know, says like Rand's in tear. And he, I noticed this right away too. He notices that like Baron perks up about this so she obviously knows what that means if Rand's in tear he, she knows he's got Kalimdor and you know which makes sense well at some point is. at some point she just she asks him like kind of vaguely but specifically like she uses words that they would both know like keywords so mm-hmm. it, I mean it's just uh she's like the shepherd has the sword then or something like that it, but it's it's nice, I think, when it's shown this way, because I think for myself, I would expect Varen to kind of, you know, react that way um, because of who she is. So it's nice to see it through Perrin's eyes and that Perrin is noticing that he mentions it. I, I felt like it was kind of fairly casual to be like, oh, yeah, Rand's in tear. He, he is obviously updating them, but he's noticing right away that Varen is the one. It's not Alana, it's Varen. Mm-hmm. well or or at least he notices it in Varen. he like he's looking for right. Varen. like we don't know him like one thing that i always thought was interesting is like the way he he writes Aes Sedai and warders mm-hmm. like they're always so stone-faced but but really like the only times that you actually see their expressions like sometimes they'll it'll say like yeah so-and-so was unreadable so-and-so but for the most part he doesn't mention that the only times that he mentions anything about him is when they've broken that mm-hmm. you know like like lan you know lan moved a finger which for him was like <laughs> another was another man gesticulating wildly yeah. you know. but it's true right because they're like those you know guards outside buckingham palace in london yeah, like one eyebrow twitched and it's the same mm-hmm. as someone like, you know, shouting at the top of their lungs. Like he uses that as as an element of craft though for, for his stuff. And, and it's fine, I, I'm good with it. Um, it's always just interesting because in a way, like if you just only read what they did, like their reactions to things, you'd almost think that they were just as wild as we are. You right. know, like like the average person, like their reactions, they wouldn't be as smooth faced as all as like he writes them. I don't I don't know. It's just something something I always notice of um, you know, like Varen, you know, reacts, but you know, Banana doesn't. We don't know if, if she's paying attention, if she's actually just, you know. If she's got a poker face. Yeah. Right. So and anyways, we've talked about like this little segment of this chapter <laughs> for long, long enough, probably. 
We have. So uh, it does switch point of view. So we go to Dane Bornhold, who we... Wait, 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 wait. What? We meet other people in this house too, right? Don't we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. I mean, they've got a ton of people here. They're in the sick house. Are they not in the sick house still? Yeah. Well, you didn't mention who, who else came. I only remember Tam and Abel. Yeah, you didn't mention them. Yes, I did, because I said that Tam and Abel are the ones who asked Perrin where Rand and Matt were. No, I don't think you said something, anything like that, probably. Maybe, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> maybe I just don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't remember you saying that at all, but... They came in, they were carrying rabbits. They had been hunting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You know. And, and this, this is the beginning of why this is maybe part of why I don't I wouldn't say I'm exactly biased against the show I actually did enjoy a lot of it Mm -hmm. the way they show Abel in the show is just so incredibly different and Mm -hmm. and awful compared to this version of Abel I'm excited that he is here to be honest like I feel like I mean we barely saw him in the show but I remember you telling me that and it's going to be nice to kind of have him to experience him as a character where you can, you can see what the difference is Well, he's and not, what they did. Yeah. Like, and he's not like a major character in this book even really, but he, he's, he's important enough for parts of it that it's, it's just a frustrating thing when, you know, we see him, like hitting on other women in front of his wife and his wife is a drug addict because of it. And their kids are, their daughters are neglected and Matt has to take care of them. And like, I get that there has to be changes in the show, but I don't know that, that I think that that's the thing that I have trouble hold. Like, I don't want the cool characters from the books mm-hmm. to turn into just, you know, bad people in the show right just to create drama or yeah well you gotta be well you gotta do Abel Koth and dirty like that right you now so anyways yeah so they're there and that's that yeah they're all yeah. you know they're all chatting um okay so like I said we go to Bornhold which is interesting so he's obviously with the white cloaks and they've got their own little like camp area set up um and he is trying to figure out how he can catch Perrin like how can they mm-hmm. how can they utilize the fact that they have these prisoners from the two rivers like how can they utilize that to to get a hold of Perrin um and Ordeeth is there so Pat and Fane Ordeeth whatever I don't even know like should I call him Ordeeth or do I call him Pat and Fane do I call him uh, Mordith? Call, call him what the hell you want. So he is there. Um, and uh, he he notes that he had sent two men to watch over Ordeeth. And they were killed by Trollocs. Um, which I thought was a little bit suspicious of Ordeeth or interesting maybe not even suspicious because you know i just thought it was an interesting well, turn I mean, of events dane bornhall 
spells it out. He's like, well, every like he he must think I'm a fool because every time I send people with him, mm-hmm. he always kills those people. Like those two people always end up dead. End up dead as the only two casualties of some Trolloc, supposed Trolloc raid. Right. But I just find it interesting because like we've seen Trollocs attack each other. Like they just attack whatever's nearby. So he's, Ordeath is obviously able to, it seems at least to me that he's able to kind of control who they attack or stop them from attacking him or... Oh, remember he he made that deal with the Merdral too, right? So yeah. like he, so the, he's just he's partially controlling some of these Trollocs here, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, not to mention, not to mention, it's basically set basically saying because they're they're all fresh and happy and everything. Like they didn't get ambushed they just killed those two guys and Ordeeth owns the guys who are on the patrol with him so much that everyone's just gonna swear up and down that it was Trollocs who attacked and killed them like mm-hmm. he essentially just murdered those two guys right they okay they weren't attacked by Trollocs they were just murdered right yikes so, well sure you know as Ordeeth will yeah um and then you know we go to his point of view so i i just find it, it's it's a nice little um it like bornhold's obviously focused on catching perrin and you know he's paying attention to ordith and what ordith's doing and like this disgusting filth that he's living in and everything and mm-hmm. then ordith is paying attention to bornhold and wants to you know control him i guess um and he does know so he is, he's also focused on like catching Rand or killing Rand, um, but he does know that one of the other two are nearby. Mm-hmm. So he can, uh, I like that he can, he can sense that. And then exactly like you said, he's got a Mardral in there with him and he's making sure that Mardral is going to keep listening to him. Well, it's also dropped that, um, <clears throat> That Ordeeth, the Pad and Fane, was the one who's responsible for killing all of Perrin's family. Right, right. Yeah, because doesn't he kind of like think over what he did about it? Yeah, well, he's he was like, well, he was trying not to. He was not what he, he. It was regrettable, but but then you know, such and such kid like laughed at his face, and another one said he was stupid, and you know, basically he he blamed them for baiting him into slaughtering them. You know, yeah, it's, it's their fault. I slaughtered them. Sounds sounds super lovely. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was in this point too where you kind of realize that like he is i mean we've we've seen this in in the other books as well but like it's very obvious that mordith is pretty much taken over and pat and fane is you know quote unquote gone he's it's 50 50 i feel like it's gotten like more like it feels like it's Mm. swung further you don't think so Nah, I think I think it's always 50-50. That's what I think, but maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. I could be wrong. But... Or maybe that maybe I'm just maybe it's only because like the, the 
parts of him that we do see are essentially the bad parts. I mean, Pat and Fane is a terrible dark friend, and then the other guy mm-hmm. isn't quite a dark friend. He's just straight up evil. Right. You know, like they they were resisting the dark one, but they were using evil kind of to to resist the dark one, and that's what destroyed their town in the first place, mm-hmm. their city. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like the two of them combined is just a really, really gross and confusing mix. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I, I just get like an eerie vibe when it's his point of view. And I just, yeah, I don't love it. Good. Good. Okay, great. I mean, that, like mission accomplished for Robert Jordan, right? Like that's yeah, trying true. For. True. That's all. That's all. Like, hey, look, his, his ploy worked. Fair enough. <laughs> all right um so the next chapter chapter 32 unless you have anything else you want to add no someone tell our deeth not to be a dick but otherwise all right cool uh chapter 32 questions to be asked so we're still with parent and mm-hmm. basically they decided to kind of head towards watch hill and he's going to go with tam and abel and he's going to go with the aiel um and he suggests to Loyal that Loyal should stay and watch over Alana. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, I think they allude to basically like Loyal's looks, I guess, because he's so he's so big, he'll stick out and make it more yeah. difficult for them to kind of like sneakily go to where they're trying to get to. Yeah. Um, and then we have like this interaction happen between will alcine and oh, yeah. and perrin and fail and it's this lovely little like i don't even know what you want to call it fail's just like making eyes at will yeah alcine, like hey hey pretty boy yeah and you get this like it, it was just interesting to me because she's doing that and then you have this heated like jealousy moment from perrin where he's just like you know puts his arm around or holds on to her when he's talking to Will. Yeah. It's clearly like you staking his claim. Yeah. Mine. Yeah, exactly. Mine. 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 Yeah. Uh, so it's just very um very interesting. I just thought it was amusing. Anyway, so they're obviously at the Alcines and he explains to them that they the white cloaks think he is a dark friend. He doesn't know why they think rand and matt are dark friends but they think he's a dark friend because he killed two of them um and he's just being you know super upfront about this and they're like well you should stay anyway and have some lunch and you know then this this boy comes to the farm and lets them know that lord luke is arriving yeah so So. so yeah they're they're all stuffed in there the the situation's Mm -hmm. pretty dire like there's you know kids on the roof with bows waiting to you know see if there's like i just keep thinking i i have my you know my eight-year-old boy and i think he would be super into just sitting on the roof waiting for to look for trollocs but it's just like i want no part in my boy being like looking for trollocs like that's terrifying like the the idea of a trolloc being near enough to my you know 
right boy that that he might or know, even be able to spite them e- even if you like dial it back just having him in the point in in the scenario where he has to be looking out for some kind of danger that's coming his way right like that's just not a not a thing that you want to experience i don't think right so it's it's just a yeah it's a scary thing and i this is this is also where he meets his the girl like remember in the show he's married and everything right yes this is where he meets the girl with the same name is uh, now i forget the name of you know but but yeah, i remember the girl. i remember hearing it um when i was listening to the chapter and i was like that's the girl mm-hmm. and now i can't remember her name yeah and you know she's married now and layla yeah something okay. like that, that yeah right? i was yeah i think it was like i was like oh it's like futurama <laughs> Layla, but yeah so so and she's with will is that right no she's with some random other person but will alcine isn't married as far as i can tell okay um right okay yeah so this is this this is that chapter though where he meets her he meets her and i don't know it's kind of it's kind of this funny thing of you know that you have like the grandma who like pokes him Mm-hmm. You know, like she doesn't even think he might, he might, she thinks he might not even be real, you know? And then you have, you have other people who, you know, like the the relative that everyone's embarrassed of that has the strong opinions, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember, I remember not too long ago, uh, like a relative of mine, I'm going to be real vague just in case, but um, like we had kind of a family get together and a, a relative of mine uh like started talking some you know started talking politics and it's just like you know mostly you just want to stay away from that sort of thing but like his relatives like kept it made everyone so uncomfortable but it was it was so within their character to have done that right you know and this isn't anyone in my immediate family to be clear um you know but like with the extendeds and so that it kind of felt like there was a lady who's you know voicing her opinion and maybe that's in the next chapter I, I don't remember Mm -hmm. but uh, you know everyone's that people are people are looking at Perrin a little askance as well like uh, yeah some some people are like well uh you know what you're just bringing like we don't want trouble with white cloaks we kind of we mostly believe you but you should probably be on your way right which uh eat, eat lunch and then gtfo gtfo well okay so i think that is mostly i don't i don't i can't remember if i mean chapter 32 and 33 are essentially the same it's like one big chapter it's one big chapter right so chapter 33 and a new a new weave in the pattern um Mm -hmm. anyway sorry so lord luke does arrive like that that boy was saying and Perrin doesn't like him and I think this is where like they all start getting into these discussions about what should be done because Perrin is the one that's pointing out that the Trollocs aren't attacking deserted farms like they're they're going to farms where people are so if you're if you're hunkering down on your farm like they're gonna come to you yeah oh yeah well Lord Luke is here too and he <laughs> and everyone's just like oh Lord Luke what a hero and and parents parents like what a jackass (laughs) (laughs) yeah right away it's just like nah not for me yeah Mm -hmm. 
and and Varanov. So Varen went with uh Perrin. I can't remember if I said that or not. So Alana's back with Loyal and Varen is with yep. Perrin. Varen is with Perrin. Varen is with Perrin. Say that Lo- five times fast. I wish Loyal and Alana rhymed. It would work. Oh. <laughs> um but but Lord Luke recognizes Varen as an Aes Sedai when he yep. arrives. So you know they get there's a whole bunch of them arguing like you were saying about what to do what's the best case scenario and then eventually like like you mentioned mm-hmm. they decide to gtfo and they're gonna follow Perrin's advice and oh well so this part gave me chills i guess let's rewind just a little bit i feel yeah. like we're, we're like skipping over certain uh, important things like well for instance uh fail didn't stop at making eyes with will oh yeah then she's just like oh lord luke hello there Mm-hmm. hello lord luke mm-hmm. and keeps going like, yeah and which like is just so frustrating to me because she got so mad at Perrin about the barreling thing and he did nothing right and she's fully being like yeah. oh look at you over there no look at you. like in front of Perrin. yeah after manipulating her way into tagging along mm-hmm. i'm just so disappointed in her oh me too it, it's just so stupid i i don't know like i what, what does she what does she think she's doing like and then and then they have like this little conversation afterward you know and this is me fast forwarding a tiny bit but like they're talking and she's like about to twist his button off and she's like perrin i'm I'm kind of just sorry about that, you know, like yeah. she's like admit, and then he's like, Oh, okay, well, I forgive you. That's fine. Right. Well, and then and, he's and then he's doesn't he then, say something about wanting her forgiveness for what he said to her before she could come or whatever? Well, uh, so so then he immediately like he could he get like he can get he's has his his extra senses because he's just, you know a wolf brother mm-hmm. kind of guy. And so he he's like, Oh crap, like she thinks this. She, me, me saying that I forgive her was the wrong thing to say. Like she mm-hmm. wasn't actually asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. She was just trying to twist things into like she was just trying to manipulate more, more uh, in, in her favor. Yeah. Like she wasn't she wasn't actually apologizing because mm-hmm. what what if she really was and he was like oh okay well you're forgiven like that's okay she'd have been like oh okay good we're good right but instead like he finds himself apologizing which frankly i mean he there were certain things he should apologize for you know and that's fine but i felt i was just like can you stop like dancing to her tune it just made made me so sad like she's just like twisting him up in circles it's a very interesting dynamic and i don't know how to feel about it because when she was introduced i felt like she was this really interesting character Especially because she was so focused on Perrin. And I feel like she, it's almost like she got the toy and now she wants a new one. Kind of seems like that. Um, But anyway, so she, so there was that with, uh, you know, and he doesesn't like Lord Luke anyways, Mm -hmm. because, you know, and he's like, well, I think it's foolish that Lord Luke is, you know, like, like, okay, sure. Like have your boys look for Trollocs, but they'll just be here in this, like the second the boys, see them it's too late anyways mm-hmm. like you guys are screwed right and so because where know, but, where do you go right 
And so, you know, the, and this is this is like the first real tangible way to see like a Taviran at work because mm -hmm. you have you have these really stubborn farmers and you know they set it up pretty well. Like I mean, and Perrin's pretty stubborn. Rand is pretty stubborn throughout the books. You know, up to this point, and you know, and they're all willing to, you know, they all want to just stay there. They're gonna hold on to their land, and then Perrin is just like you should leave because we need to all stay you know like he's convincing mm -hmm. but, but uh, you know and he like points at a little kid he's like he's like but you can regrow crops can you regrow that and he points at like a little kid <laughs> at Layla's kid I think oh, there's man. someone yeah and and so they're like all right we'll go mm -hmm. well and also like doesn't Varen kind of if I remember right she she points that out to him that like they they agreed because it's a Viren because mm -hmm. she also at the same time points out to Perrin to to pay attention to Alana or keep his eyes on Alana yeah which he, is she points it out yeah yeah which is super interesting considering yeah. they were together when Perrin got to the two rivers mm -hmm. it almost makes me feel like Varen was with Alana because Varen wanted to keep eyes on Alana herself. Mm, there you go. It's a good idea. Anyway. I, I'm not, that isn't me confirming a single thing. That's a, it's a good, good insight though. Um, she just seems like that kind of person. Well, Varen has she's appeared in too many of the books in too mm -hmm. prominent of places to really mm -hmm. uh, like underestimate her at this point like right right exactly she's, she's typically going to be where the action is mm -hmm. sort of so mm -hmm. yeah. well so we're watching out for alana um yeah, yeah and then so like you were saying they all kind of agree to to do what parent says and him and Fayel have this really weird thing um and then they go along to the next farm and they're you know convincing them to get going and they go along to the next one and convince them to get lean they just kind of keep you know convincing these people to to leave their farms they're essentially yeah. sitting ducks when you think about it so well it, it, like it made sense and yet you know it's it's still it's fun it's fun to see that kind of like they're very on the nose about the Tiberian thing. Right, right. But it's also nice to see it happening um with not Rand. Right. Because yeah. like they've been they've been saying repeatedly that Rand, Matt, and Perrin are Tiberian, but it's nice to actually see it. Well, yeah, I mean, gosh. Uh, not to, I mean, most of the people listening to us listen because of the video game you and I both play, but like, I, there's right. like this, there's like this interaction between like this really good character and one of like the subordinate characters like Ray and hero Finn. And it's mm -hmm. like, and it's like, uh, once you take hero Finn and put him in a different squad, he's like so good. And you don't realize just how good he was because he's so diminished by, by Ray. And that that's right. very, that's very similar in wheel of time to uh, like rand is just so dominant that you can't tell just how awesome perrin is until you kind of put oh. perrin in his own element and then you're like oh 
oh you're awesome too this is cool well and then also like when they're all together like you just assume that everything that's happening is because of rand like that's kind right. of just what how, how it unrolls right so it's just nice to see perrin i don't know it's nice to see him on his own and see these things happening it is no i i agree that's, that's a good point glad you noticed that i did notice that <laughs> uh, and and i just said i'm glad so, okay right along <laughs> all right so um so obviously so now that they've they've gone from farm to farm and as they're doing this they're getting closer and closer to the white cloaks camp um mm-hmm. and they you know decide they're gonna try and rescue the prisoners that night because parents like you know what they're I, I don't know what these white cloaks are going to do once they realize I'm here and they're going to realize I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like there's, so we might as well just go in and do this. No, no dilly dallying right. on, on his part, which is, which is no, great. No stick handling. No stick handling. <laughs> um, anyway, so they go in that night and this this white cloak tries to attack Perrin and Fael knocks him out with like a piece of firewood or something lumber yeah, or whatever. So they're in the middle of the white cloak camp mm-hmm. and so okay this this is this is one of the things that I'm like I don't know if I really want to suspend disbelief here or not like I, I guess right. I'd just be okay but like all that guy had to do was say anything out loud at all right it, it like raised the alarm like instead he just tries to choke Perrin out who's like uh, even if you have the advantage like no one's you shouldn't I don't know the, like one guy sneaking through the through the tents you're just going to choke them out randomly I guess like yes. and not worry about other people helping him because how it was he just pushed fail file over and then she knocked him out with I don't know like this I I struggle to suspend yeah like is this guy's just a mute right like why wouldn't you just say something yeah like even if you wanted the glory of the capture or something like all you have to do is yell and then jump on parrot anyways right yeah yeah so i don't know i thought that was (laughs) that was a little bit in a book full of things that you can't really believe anyways that just it just seemed too too dumb i don't know i'm like all right robert jordan i admire the hell out of you for a lot of things but mm-hmm. not this right not the it's way a, you wrote this it's a little bit of a gaff. i think so yeah um yeah so they they do knock this guy out though and parent takes his white cloak to use as a disguise which is mm-hmm. uh smart thinking and they're able to get to the prisoners and escape with them and sneak out and all this lovely, fun, fun stuff. And Perrin, you know, sends them on one way quietly. And then him and the others move the other way, which I thought this was great. So he sends them one way quietly. They go the other way and they're making noise to kind of like draw mm-hmm. the white cloaks away from the, the prisoners that he just, you know yeah freed which i thought was a smart idea and Perrin Perrin doesn't care he can figure it out i guess yeah. um he likes to figure things out yeah and you know the, the next thing on the list he tells will is they're, they're gonna go hunt some trollocs 
yeah and then they all laugh and he's like they didn't realize how serious he was or something yeah. like that it was it was a really cool way to end that chapter yeah he's I like did. he's like he didn't he was like if they really knew that that's would be intended they probably wouldn't follow him yeah <laughs> probably not but, uh, but with leaving no doubt in our mind what his intention is yeah he's fully like no no we're we're doing this not joking yeah pair pair in the series i don't think has parent told him to joke this entire have any of it probably not i guess it's too serious to joke um like it well it i guess i guess matt kind of does matt's the jokester well yeah and, and actually the next next section he um he does tell a joke in fact like he jokes about something matt oh. does oh matt does yeah perrin perrin's very serious right which there's nothing wrong with that uh, you no, know no. i yeah i i like the group of friends i grew up with like we always had all this banter and all this joking and you know like it was it was always uh, you know like just just like that banter the laughing and joking kind of thing and it mm-hmm. wasn't always like you know adversarial like we're you know like hitting each other or whatever with it but you know we always did have this back and forth and you know like laughter was a big part of it and I was used to I remember me my mind being kind of blown at one point like I was kind of looked down on people who like didn't have a lot of laughter in their life which is just a foolish like kid kind of you know teenager kind of perception but I remember there was this turning point in my mind when there's like these two guys that I noticed that they were just really close friends and neither of them were funny Mm -hmm. at all like they're just not funny guys and that's fine but they were still really good friends and I'm like how can you be friends without humor Mm -hmm. and then I realized like just because that's my reality doesn't mean that has to be theirs like you don't have to have that humor and and laughter in your life to actually have a significant happy relationship it it just you know as a teenager I I hadn't processed that yet so right right because you're like this is how it is for me so it's how it is for everybody yeah yeah it was like this growing moment I was like oh you don't have to be funny like you don't have to have that like that's still a you know something I appreciate and really enjoy even to this day but that's not how it has to be so Mm -hmm. so parent doesn't have to be funny right well and there is that maybe oh yeah I don't think you've gotten to that part yet but there is one part that he makes everyone laugh a little bit later Hmm. and and he's like he just he's like they didn't realize he was being serious or something like that. <laughs> it's like the closest he gets to making a joke. To making a joke. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we are done with Matt and Perrin for now. Or sorry, with, with Perrin for now. Um, so chapter, chapter 34, He Who Comes with the Dawn. Mm. Yeah. So we're, we're back with Rand and Matt surprise yeah so uh they're they're climbing up that mountainside they're heading back to Ruidin. Mm-hmm. um from Ruidin. or sorry yes from Ruidin. but uh uh Kulidin sees them yeah you know this really loving fun guy that 
has a winning personality. He also likes to joke. He loves jokes. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian extraordinaire. Um, but he... <laughs> you, that was a little too far. <laughs> oh, sorry. He's a comedian ordinaire. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he accuses them of, of murdering Murden because he's like, there's no way that you guys would have been able to come out before him he went in before mm-hmm. you kind of thing yeah um you soft wetlanders couldn't have yeah. survived where he lived where he didn't yeah mm-hmm. and him and two two others decide they're going to attack matt and rand and throw some spears at them and rand instinctively channels for that like sort of fire that he likes to is this like his, I've noticed this is what he reaches for and instinctively is this. Yeah. It's like his, I guess, gut reaction or reflex or whatever you want to call it. Oh well, yeah. Like this is, I mean. It feels like it's important to him. And I don't know if it's actually important to him or if it's just because he's still obviously learning and and figuring out what he can and can't do and you know trying not to go mad of course um so it's almost like a comfort zone maybe yeah i think so i mean you just have to think i mean people are gonna go into their defensive pot you know like something something uh, like everyone's got their go-to like move signature move kind of i guess you know like and that's that's his is like Let's get this sword. Like that's what he knows because what what's he really learned? Like he, it's already been established early on. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing with channeling. Like he's not comfortable yeah. with that as his primary mode of defense, unless it's to summon his sword. Which I mean, that's the manifestation of the thing he's been taught how to do. Like Lan has spent a lot of time on it. He's killed a blade master. He's very proficient. You know, more than proficient with a blade. Like he fought off. Uh, Bilal and in, in the stone and everything and mm-hmm. he, you know that that's probably what I would do too frankly I mean I, I could imagine myself in that in that position it's his default mode type of thing Fine. yeah um yeah so so he does this and you know he's slicing the the spears with his sword and rant or rant sorry Matt's using his What's the name for it? His his new his Ashendari. Yes, his Ashendari. He's using that, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, and then you know, like Bear kind of comes running in there to stop them, mm-hmm. uh, and asks Rand to show the signs or for them to see the signs. So he kind mm-hmm. of shows them this, on his one arm. There's a dragon for a clan chief, and then Bear pulls back his other sleeve to see the second one. So. <laughs> She bears his other one. Yeah, bears his other one. Exactly. To see the second dragon. So uh, we learned that Rand is a chief of chiefs. So I guess he's... Karakarn, yeah. He's like top dog. Is there um, anything higher than chief of chiefs? Is that a spoiler for me to know? No. So so all of, all of the clans so in, in our last one we were talking about i, I used the wrong terminology i, I said mm-hmm. sects um right so so it's clans is what it really like so there's there's however many clans uh, of aiel mm-hmm. and then within each clan there's sept so you know like just smaller 
Okay. Yeah. Smaller groups within that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so anyways, he, a clan chief is the one who's in charge. Like there's only a, there's a limited number of them. If there's 18 mm-hmm. clans, then there's 18 clan chiefs. Right. You're in, you're in charge of your clan. Right. And so he would be the, you know, chief of, yeah, he'd be the, he'd be, so those 18 are all like almost just independent city state kind of like rulers of their own little tiny you know country mm-hmm. and so some of them they go to war with each other other of others of them have alliances you know and it's just like this constant you know just uh vying for uh you know dominance or whatever they're trying to do but mm-hmm. they they don't have one unified leader and so he's the one who's supposed to he's he not not that you care about lord of the rings as we've already established but he's like the one chief to rule them all is that a lord of the rings reference no i why would i refer to lord of the rings with you like that (laughs) that would just go over your head uh uh, okay cool so he is like so then there's no one above that is is my point well and they say i think they even say like there has never been a Karakarn. Right. Like that that hasn't existed. So so yeah, like they they all plan on him being there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we learned this. Yay. And um Rand wants to see Moraine. He asks for her because he would like her to heal, heal them, heal him and Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he learns that she's still with Avienda. They've been gone for like seven days, something like that. Yeah. Um, which, and he, you know, Lan doesn't love that he didn't get to follow her. He wasn't allowed to follow her. So Matt instead goes to the wise ones and has the wise, the wise ones help to heal him instead of Moraine. Um, and I think is it it's Mullane, I believe, that asks Rand about his like side injury. And he's like, no, it, it can't be healed. Like it's even even Moraine can't heal it. Right. So it's still it's still a thing. So I think it's interesting because they're talk so uh they're I don't I don't remember if they're in Egwene's. I think they are from in, in Egwene's perspective right now. And mm-hmm. So she's the one who's like, no, they can't, like Moraine healing and all this stuff, I said I. But at no point does anyone actually ask Egwene mm-hmm. if she can heal him. Because they she's Egwene's passing Ooh. herself off as I said I, mm-hmm. but no one's actually asking her like if she can do it. Yeah, and she's just for her part, she's just kind of assuming that she doesn't have like she's not going to. She's because she doesn't she doesn't know how to really, but mm-hmm. you think you think that that would be a relevant question to ask at least i don't even think of that that's a really good point because this whole time she's been like yeah i'm the green Aja. i'm an i said i yada 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 well um, and it, it could be that she doesn't have much talent in it if she's mm-hmm. uh, there's some i said i who and it's established later in this book even that some i said i just don't have that talent like they can heal at most of a bruise or something right and Egwene could be like that, but they didn't even ask the question. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just kind of a weird thing. Do you think that they didn't even bother to ask because she's shown such like a proficiency in dreamwalking that they just assume that 
that's what she's good at. Oh, well, I mean, you can have, you can be good at, at like, as have far as I, as far as I know, she's fine at healing. Actually, mm-hmm. I think she like eventually she learns how to do it. She just doesn't know how to do it yet. Right. And my own, my only thought that makes, you know, that can actually make this like seem a little bit more believable. That is the idea that maybe she's, um, may, maybe she's seen as like their apprentice at this point, because it's been seven days mm-hmm. and they don't like, it would be overstepping for an apprentice to be like, Hey, I'll, I'll heal you. Like, hey, uh, okay. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they might be like, Hey, learn your place. Like you don't know enough. Like you're just a lowly apprentice. Like, right. I, I don't know. That's, that's the one thought I had, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem that super plausible. So mm-hmm. anyways, anyways, um, I, it was just something, this is the first time I noticed that as well, actually, you know? Oh, okay. Like even but, with so, you. So it's a fairly, fairly nuanced point, which I, I don't, it could also just be kind of a, a you know a blunder on Jordan's part but mm-hmm. you know like seems like they should have asked Egwene to help there so right. um interesting oh this is the part that I was talking about where Matt was joking actually what does what does he say well so so they they gave him something to drink mm-hmm. and so you know and it's foul tasting he drinks it and he's like eh, you know doesn't like it and and then he's like they uh thank you wise one i i won't ask if because he had been whining before and he was like i won't ask if the added like if you added any extra flavor to that you know just just for fun or something like that and and all the wise ones are all smiling at him and kind of laughing about it like like i was smiling myself at that point you know i feel like matt just has like the I feel like his personality just is such a good juxtaposition for all the seriousness that's going on. And like, he can be serious and he can, you know, focus and do, do what he needs to do. But then he adds in all these little like Mm -hmm. tension. And I feel like he's also one of the only characters that could probably get away with it. Yeah. Well, and that's probably like, he probably was designed as that kind Mm -hmm. of, um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I've obviously, I, I can't stop talking about how he's my favorite character, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but he is. And I mean, that's why though, is for the, for those reasons, like he's just so, you know, he's very likable because, because he's, he's the one who's funny. He's the one who's, you know, but yet, and you'll see as we move on, like, He's also incredibly capable at the things that he wants to be capable at. Right. And it's just such a good mix that uh, when, oh gosh, I really don't want to, let's see. (laughs) You have to be careful. Mm. Okay, so. Well, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about like what characters survive to certain points. Or oh yeah, whatever. don't do that. So I, I won't, um, I'll just say that um, he's, he is used as a model character mm-hmm. for other uh, authors in other books, in other series, like, 
other oh. model other authors are like have no like really liked what he was what Robert Jordan did with Matt and mm-hmm. and want like explicitly tried to emulate at least certain elements of Matt in mm-hmm. other book series okay that's, okay that's about as far as I can go right now but yeah that, that's fair mm-hmm. um yeah so then obviously all this is this is happening and Rand is you know he's asking Rourke about how do you how do you plan to let the let all of the clans know the chiefs that there is a chief of chiefs um and he lets them know like it's all done in the dream world like they there's no need to send messengers there's they just meet up and the 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 four wise ones they're the, the mm-hmm. only dreamers in the entire you know aiel in the waste i guess mm-hmm. the aiel nation is what i was going to say but like and they're like that is an enormously difficult task like don't just mm-hmm. casually tell us that, that <laughs> I, you know she's like well i appreciate i appreciate my dear that you think that we can move mountains for you mm-hmm. overnight mm-hmm. but but then rand does ask he's like will you do this and they're like yeah we'll do it <laughs> you know it's not as simple as what you're making it seem to be but we'll we'll do it but but we'll still do it yeah 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 um hmm. Yeah, so, you know, Rand asks about his mother, so they let him, they, you know, give him some info, but when she came to the Waste, you know, um, she she had to abandon a child when she came, so you learn that Rand has a half-brother out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere is a, well, I guess, I, yeah, so then I guess if she... If she abandoned, obviously she abandoned that child first. So Rand's got an older half brother. So um, we have met this character, this person. The half brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I, I think this is something that is theoretically, at least, it's like mm-hmm. something you could figure out at this point. Like it's not something that I had ever figured out like that, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I think, cause I've been paying attention to all the, all the little details and stuff. And right. I've even actually mentioned a couple of them in on the cast, but just kind of obliquely so that I didn't, I don't want to, Nudge I don't want to push me. too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at some point, obviously like we'll find out and it won't be, it'll be very obvious. It'll be very, or like, they'll be obvious about it. Like, you know, he will intentionally, okay. Robert Jordan will reveal to us who it is. So it's not a big deal, but now, now you can question who it, who it might be. Right. It might and be also, easy for you to figure out too. I don't know. And also pay a lot of attention to, I guess, all of the men interactions. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to, I don't know in a few uh, in a few of our episodes like pretty soon we're mm-hmm. gonna have to talk about here I'll, I'll just say this and this is for the parent arc but there's mm-hmm. there's a piece of prophecy in book two okay that that talks about something important that's happening of in in book in the in parent book. arc right now yeah okay but uh, that's as far as i'll take tell you now but there, there's all this this book is actually like he's dropped a ton of hints about mm-hmm. a lot of little things. And this is like the book that a lot of those little hints like kind of come together 
in ways that like the the really close readers the people who got really into the series like would probably find it like extremely satisfying right like yes i figured this out like, they see these like little threads that are you yeah. know being tied and yeah. whatever or they're just carrying on mm -hmm. okay it's fun i like that um yeah and then we learn his dad was a was the clan chief of tar tar dad yeah. and yeah so then and then we also learn because because Rang, you know, kind of said, says to Bear, like, why are you going to help me if I'm just going to destroy the Aiel, essentially? And she's mm -hmm. like, well, if we, if we don't help you, the Aiel will end, like, we won't survive at all. And if we do help you, then a remnant of us will survive. So it's, you know, I guess a the remnant lesser, of a remnant, yeah. Yeah, the lesser of two evils, essentially right like it, instead of them just being resigned to their fate like oh we're gonna get destroyed now like right they, they have something to fight for like how big can a remnant of a remnant be like mm -hmm. let's see if we can get everyone in on it <laughs> <laughs> it's like those um do you ever play those like games as a kid in school where everyone would have to stand on on like a mat and then they would fold it and you'd still have to get everyone on it and fold it and you still have to get everyone on it. It's like that, like how, how small can you make the remnant and just take everyone with you? I haven't, that, that does sound fun though. Yeah, I, I, I can understand the, the idea of it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds like a Canada thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, how you're, how you're much of a sardine can can we make these children feel like i feel like they were preparing for if you guys were like on some like random like ice flat thing that you know like they're <laughs> slowly melting and <laughs> so it sounds like a plausible scenario for canada <laughs> yeah that's what it is yeah <laughs> just keep all oh man <laughs> anyway so we learned this and then we lost, Marie... we lost joey but we, we lost joey we don't even need that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Joey. It's okay. There's like three others in the class. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's so sad. Same with, oh, man. Same with Adam, for that matter. So. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, and then this chapter ends with Moraine coming back. Yay, she's back. She's back. She's back. All right. Oh, and and uh, Avienda is also back. Right, right. And, and isn't she in like a bad mood or something? Well, yeah, she glares at Rand. And he's like, oh, it's just because she's been to Ruidion too. She knows that I'm going to destroy her people, so it's okay. Right. But, oh, <laughs> but Matt is like, see, Rand, or see, Rand, I told you, there is the day she was born. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just makes me laugh. Oh, Matt. <laughs> there <laughs> she was born. Uh, that's such a good it. line. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So chapter 35, Sharp Lessons. So this is Egwene. Mm -hmm. And she is in the dream world. She goes into Teleran Riyadh and she's going to, to meet up with Elaine um, and kind of Tell her everything that's happened so far. And that is not how you spell Elaine, by the way. Oh yeah. 
That's, that's what happens when I'm distracted. You Thank you. Elena. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't call her Elena. I called her Elaine. Well, I, uh, I was like, yeah, I thought maybe, I thought you were trying to go for um, Elida is what I thought. Oh, no. No, I no. Like, I don't remember that happened. Okay, so yeah, she's talking to Elaine in the dream world. Yeah, and she's kind of filling around on everything that's happened. And it's like, you know, Rand's got this plan and he's not telling anyone what the plan is. So, yeah. you know, and Elaine's also filling Egwene in with the with the sea folk with where they are. And they believe Rand is the Coromor. And they're, you know, telling all the other sea folk that they, as they pass by about, they're kind of, you know, spreading the word. Um, yeah. And then... All of a sudden, Egwene gets pulled out of Teleran Riyadh. She's yanked out of there. <laughs> yeah, and right before that, Elaine is like, tell Rand that I meant what I said in my letter. Uh, this okay, damn I... letter. Like, this this friggin' letter. Well, both letters, yeah. Both letters, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. She did She did write, too. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um... um Amos, Amis pulled her out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, and it's it's terrifying. She's mad. Well, she like pretended to pull her out, but she mm-hmm. was still in the dream and like mm-hmm. ate her in the dream. Like she was like a a monster. She's like, and Egwene is all bah! like just genuinely terrified. And and then Amis is like, yeah, don't mess with the world of dreams, girl. Like the. You don't have any idea. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I had no idea. I said I could lie, which they can't. But yeah. now, now the IEL think they can because Egwene just totally lied. Lied. Yeah. Yeah. Because she she said she went back on her word. Like, that's why she's so mad because she went back on her mm-hmm. word to, to not enter alone. Yeah. And she did. So she she lied. Lied big time. She lied like a rug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they, they give her this punishment of having to braid her hair and in a similar fashion to an Aiel child, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of humorous. Uh, but then they go to this like meeting basically with the other wise ones and they've decided that they want a, one of them, an Aiel, to be with Brand and like kind of like teach them and help them and they've chosen it to be avienda and she is mad about this idea she does not like like it i will not yeah but she also doesn't say why she doesn't say what it is that Mm -hmm. i hate him but otherwise yeah but like why why do you think do you think maybe that might be a thing we might learn at some point in the future thanks <laughs> sorry I, I i for a minute i i was talking to my eight-year-old because he's always like in movies what does that mean why is it doing what 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 i mean so for a minute i was just like well well buddy i think if we watch the movie we might find out so i apologize this is now you, a good you don't, time. You don't need to braid your hair over your ears the way a little Aiel girl does. I'm sorry. 
I was gonna say it's now a good time to tell you I do the same thing in movies to other people <laughs> yeah like why is this happening <laughs> oh oh that, that doesn't surprise me yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um so last chapter we'll go over chapter 36 is misdirections still with Rand mm-hmm. and the Aiel they decide to break camp and they're kind of in like two two separate camps so you've got like this one camp and the, the Shido are in their own another camp and the wise ones are going back and forth between the two camps and it's this whole thing um anyway and Avienda's with Rand and she's just like mad about about how he treated Elaine and the letters and um you know because the her two letters should make things clear to Rand and how make it obvious how Elaine feels and Rand is confused because they contradicted each other (laughs) well he's exasperated because like not not to mention okay so so Elaine she's just doing her own dramatic thing and he you know like he cares about her of course he does but he's trying to focus on Karakarn things like like trying to save the world Mm -hmm. things and and Avienda's here like Elaine is the girl for you (laughs) you know and he's like I don't have time for this right yeah and she's like well she means every word of in those letters and he's like impossible He's like bullshit. <laughs> there, I didn't swear. Yep. Uh, yeah, because like, well, it's it's one of those things where you're like, so do you do you love them or do you hate them? Right. And then do they just cancel each other out so you're like neutral? You Switzerland. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah. So but he yeah it's just a, this distraction he doesn't need and yeah. yet and he's like a teenager still basically I don't, I don't know remember if he's you know like in his lower 20s or if he's in his like late teens but one way or another like when I was that age I you know I, you can have important things going on in your life and girls are still very very relevant and in the forefront of your brain so it right. kind of makes sense actually like you, you know your love interests you gotta you gotta make sure that they're being taken care of that's, that's uh... i mean fair but also annoying sure oh yeah well it's a distraction he doesn't need certainly i think most people would agree like mm-hmm. you know probably best if he doesn't think about elaine at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely what good is she doing him right now <laughs> not a whole lot she's on a boat <laughs> She could stay on a boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you, you know, you learn that Matt's still kind of hurting and in pain. He's not in the most comfort right now because of the wise ones healing him. They obviously are using like herbs and herbs and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. So, and he's refused having Moraine heal him when she offered. <laughs> you know what I thought of? I <clears throat> Like all of their, all of, he's, he's like going for the more plant-based, mm-hmm. uh, you know, approach as opposed to, you know, 
he doesn't want the power to be used on him but I don't know I was just thinking of it in terms of uh, you know these days a lot of a lot of the discussion is about you know if you can have a plant-based diet or not oh yeah <laughs> or whatever and it's almost like I, I don't know instead of going with the the easy solution he's like oh, I'm just gonna but uh, I, I'll point out now like he he develops like this isn't the first time but he he's he's fairly paranoid about the power right like Which... he, he doesn't want to he doesn't want it to touch him if possible. I feel like it's pretty understandable given what happened to him with the dagger. Sure. Well, well the dagger didn't even have much of the power to do deal like No, but I feel like it would be a like I I feel like you would make that connection still. How, how so? I'm just like not I, following you. Like I just feel like this this dagger had a you know an effect on matt obviously the in the extreme worst case scenario and you know and mm-hmm. i feel like in that scenario you would make the you would be more paranoid about having the power used on you because you while the dagger didn't use the power explicitly it used a power on you and affected mm-hmm. you so it's almost like I would expect him to feel more vulnerable to being manipulated. Does that make sure. sense? That's fine. That's fair. I, I never made that connection myself, but. And, and like, not that they're the same thing, but it's still an unknown. Well, the dagger did. On you. The dagger did make him paranoid for a while at, at the very least. And so maybe some there's some residual paranoia involved. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, he's one way or another though. He is, and oh man, okay. So okay, there's there's a, an interesting element to it too that so he, he's refusing healing, um, right? Okay. Hmm. All right, we'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> okay, so he's refusing healing. Got it. Interesting element. It is actually. <laughs> well, well, him refusing, I'll just say this for the people who have read it before, him mm-hmm. refusing healing um, is almost less relevant than he thinks it is. Okay. Like, like you can make a decision to do something, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know, like, like my my four-year-old could decide he's going to be five tomorrow. No, okay. Doesn't but, mean it's not actually going to be... Yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, Got it. We'll just say that. Noted. So, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I hate being all hinty. It's stupid, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil too much. There's a lot of joy ahead. So. Yeah, don't spoil too much. We're getting to some really good stuff. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, so yeah, so he's obviously refuses healing and the wise ones are keeping a close eye on Rand and paying attention to him. Um, and then they also notice that the there's peddlers kind of approaching them. There's these wagons coming. Um, 
and mm-hmm. the leader is Adnan Kadir. Yeah, Kadir. And Ad- Adnan. Yeah, and he, I guess he. I don't know. Is panic the right word here? He he is like concerned how close he is to ruining because he's not supposed to be there. Well, yeah. So there's something going on here. Uh, like like, mm-hmm. it, and it's not me telling you. It's like Rand is clearly like he tells Matt. Like so they talk they talk to the peddlers and stuff, and then and. Rand is like kind of smiling in some kind of creepy way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're in the presence of evil now, Matt. <laughs> you know, which which is like, uh, you know, Matt's like, okay, you're you're being weird, but you're yeah. you're crazy already. So, you know, whatever. Um yeah, but, you're starting like, to go mad. Yeah, but clearly, like Kadir is there without any guides. Like they, he should. It should be impossible for them to be where they're at without any Aiel guides. Well, the, don't doesn't one of the I don't know who it is. Doesn't one of the Aiel I can't remember say that. Like they're like, how did you yeah. get this far in without being? Yeah, Ruark says it. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, there just wasn't any guides there. You know, like that. You must believe me, good sir. That you know. Right. And you're like, okay. Totally believe you. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not uh, a suspicious thing at all. Yep. But this is also where uh, Matt gets his black hat. He buys his he buys Kadir's hat, like the mm-hmm. the uh, whatever her name is, Kali or something. She she just takes. He's like, how much? Do you have another hat just like that? I want to buy it. And the guys. You know, and she's she just grabs the guy's hat and she's like, Yeah, just you know, give me some money and we'll be good. You can have his hat. Yeah, take this one. Um uh, yeah, so that's how he gets it. Yeah. So in any of the pictures you see, all the fan art, he's always mm-hmm. wearing that black hat. It's part mm-hmm. of part of his his look, that and his Ashindare. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so he gets that, and then he's also though still wondering. When the heck he's gonna get, be able to leave Rand? I know he still wants to leave. He's like, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you want to leave if if Rand was like, we're in the presence of evil now? Oh, I know. Well, he thinks Rand is going crazy, which it's he, hard he to... totally does. Yeah, like he. I mean, he says the. I mean, Matt's doing the most irreverent person ever. He's just like, oh yeah, you're as crazy as Rand now. He's you mm-hmm. know says to people or you know I'm I must be as crazy as Rand to think that. He's still it's, like, it's a, like a barometer for him. Yeah, he still thinks he still likes Rand. Like he still has oh, totally. loyalty to him, but he doesn't he doesn't want to be anywhere around Rand. Like mm-hmm. he's plus he doesn't think he's going to be an, an important part of like the overall events you know that take place so right so he feels like he doesn't necessarily need to be there right yeah all right um so yeah that's that's it that's then chapter 36 okay so uh who's the most annoying the mac mac mm-hmm. can i say fail again yeah she's pretty annoying mm-hmm Avienda is annoying, but I'm just more like curious about her. But I feel I, like it's 
I feel I like think, it's Fayil. I think so. I think this will be the last time it's Fayil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll let you know if you're wrong about that. <laughs> you usually do. About, <laughs> about, and it's not just about that. It's yeah. About most things. Anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I would say it's her. Okay. I don't think there's any other real candidate for it. Yeah, that's fair. Make a make a note. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to tell you who I found to be sus? Yes, please. The misc. Since you can't uh you can't go here since you know everything. Um <laughs> I, I do know everything. <laughs> and I am very knowledgeable about this book series as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, so obviously Alana is the first one that you're immediately like, this is weird. Sure. Um, well, mainly because of Varen's warning to Perrin mm-hmm. to, to keep an eye on her. Um, I wasn't too sure about Bornhold. Then I don't know if you would actually consider him sus or not, but I think Al- Alana is the one that sticks out the most and then obviously like this Adnan Kadir guy is and he's intriguing sure Mm -hmm. making my spidey sense tingle okay so so who's it gonna be out of this is called most sus not not all the sus people Oh, okay. Most sus. You're the one who typed it, not me. I'm just hold <laughs> holding you accountable to your own rules here, Sarah. Fair. I think it would be if you're if you're taking just actions from these chapters alone mm-hmm. and not trying to like speculate on anything, I think it would be Adnan over Alana. I okay. think. I think that that's legit. Like uh, that makes sense. Like Alana, I feel like you're just kind of keeping your eye on her, and adding, and you're like, "How? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why? It's just interesting timing. Why are we in the presence of evil? Mm-hmm. It's all it's all very interesting. Yeah. So I think I would go with him. Okay. Yeah, that's go my with him. Final okay. answer. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. Um, so next week we will do six chapters again. I guess we will. I'm already done. I'm going to just talk about them right now. <laughs> I'm not done. I know. <laughs> I'm just being inconsiderate. <laughs> I know. Uh. Uh, so we'll do 37 to 43. And then we'll do, well, I won't get into it, but we'll do 37 to 43 next week is is that that's six. 47 48 49 50 51 50 yeah that's right i don't know that's six 37 oh no i guess that's seven i think so so i should go to 42 i i want you to yes i'm counting 
<laughs> I have toes available too, if you need them. Okay. So folks, yeah. before, before uh, Sarah's brain <laughs> explodes here, we're doing six more chapters after this. And we okay. just finished what chapter? 36. So we're gonna go 37 to 42. Ish. Mm -hmm. that, that's six, 37 to 42. I think you're right. All right. Any other thoughts that don't involve my math skills? <laughs> I have lots of math skill thoughts, but none other. So mm -hmm. I'm good to go. Let's, let's pull the plug. All right. Thank you so much for listening. May you always find water and shade.